Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dave, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? No, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, Coach. We're doing very well. And, uh, of course, this is going to be a major test for your guys, and you're, and you're certainly ready for it at this stage of the week because we're so close to this game. How are you feeling about it? I feel great. I feel like <clears throat> these guys have prepared the right way. Our coaches have done a great job getting them ready and looking forward to the contest. Two really physical teams that are playing well. And, and Coach, you've been building up to this point, of course, since you took over there in 2013. And I always ask coaches that, that take over a new gig, you know, when you step on campus, what's the first thing you like to instill in your program? You being an old defensive guy, uh, what was the first thing that uh, you, you looked looked at on this team and said, hey, we got to change that immediately? Uh, <laughs> there was so many things. I mean, it was more – uh, getting competitive depth on our roster, you know, we just didn't have a lot of depth at that time, and we needed to get taller at every position. Uh, we were a pretty short football team, and so we recruited length, and we recruited, you know, guys that were versatile that we knew we could develop and build into bigger bodies, and uh, wanted to create a culture where they love football and, and uh, look forward to being a part of working hard because, you know, at a place like NC State. You've got to develop guys into five-star players uh, sometimes. And not that we can't recruit great players, we do. But we also have to fill our roster with guys that have a chip on their shoulder that are going to work harder than everybody else. And it takes time to do that. Along those lines, Coach, I, I remarked earlier that when I watch your defense, these guys with the, the, the length that you just mentioned, the size, but they also have that speed that I see in these SEC def- defenses. It, was that a, a huge deal for you as well? we got to get faster on this side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, speed is the name of the game. And, you know, in this league, uh, ACC, uh, we tried to build our football team where we could beat Florida State, where we could beat Clemson. And at the time that I entered the league, they were at the peak um, of what's going on in college football. So, you know, we've really done a study on not just what we have to do to be competitive on the Atlantic division, but we recruit against the SEC all the time. So, you know, we look at who the NFL drafts and what those body types look like and, we we'll go out and try to find guys that not only have the measurables but have the intangibles too. We had some fun the other day with some Nick Saban audio. He said that when the media writes nice things about the team, it's like rat poison to the players, and we laughed because everybody seems to be saying nice things about that program. But when you're your guys, and it's a program that, that's coming from a different place and growing and getting better, and everybody's getting behind you, and then all of a sudden the newspaper is covering you a little bit more and there's more interest, do you feel like you need to, to ground the kids a little bit more to make sure that they – they don't get uh, overconfident? Uh, I think our guys were grounded a year ago and everyone turned on us, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So it's pretty easy for us to say, you know, win or lose, we're not going to listen to people because we know what they do when you don't win. And we've tried to insulate our guys into uh, an atmosphere where all we care about is what we did yesterday and how we're going to learn from it and get better today. Uh, we don't look ahead. We do inspect and identify and, and create action plans for the next day, every day of the week, and it's been easy to focus them because we've been doing that since we started this thing in January. 
Coach, can you give us a little bit more insight on what you mean by everyone turned on you a year ago? Oh, we lost a game last year to Clemson, you know, on a field goal. And after that, you know, we did not handle that loss well and, and had a tough month in October and um, really had a lot of people on the outside saying bad things about our coaches, our players. And, you know, our guys hung together and we won three of the last four games. And uh, I thought it really helped us grow uh, as a team. Our chemistry got better. Uh, we bonded and went through a really hard time together and came out of it with some incredible momentum and uh, had some great seniors like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Samuels and B.J. Hill decide to stay and finish what they started because they felt it in the program. And they just understand that uh, this is a family here and we're going to work together and not let outside influences impact us one way or the other. Gio and Jones with NC State head football coach Dave Doran across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned Bradley Chubb. We watch him play. We're amazed with his play. Tell us something about him that – that only you and and the people in the in the program would know that that you like about the guy. Uh, he's the hardest working guy that uh, probably in college football. I mean, he's got incredible talent. He was raised by great parents, so his intangibles are off the hook. But uh, nobody works harder than him. He practices like it's a game every day. He has incredible enthusiasm for the game, and when he's off the field, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But on the field, he's nasty, you know, and. That's what I love about him. What, what, you just mentioned something that run uh, or the slide you had last season. That's one of the reasons I picked you to beat Louisville this year is because you, you just missed knocking off Clemson a year ago, and I thought you guys allowed that one loss to beat you twice, which young teams can uh, allow those type of things to happen. Now, you faced a running quarterback in Lamar Jackson. You were able to defeat Louisville. Wimbush, any comparison in his game uh, to Jackson? I don't think he's the passer that Jackson has become this season, but any other uh, things that are similar to what you faced versus Louisville? Yeah, I mean, he's very dangerous as a runner. You know, I think Lamar is just in a class of his own because of how fast he is and how many different ways they run him, you know. Uh, and Petrino has an NFL passing offense along with all the QB run games, so there's a ton of things you're preparing for. Uh, not that he can't throw the football. He can. Wimbush has a good arm. It's just he has not had the experience that – uh, and, and the passing offense, they haven't had to rely on the drop-back passing game like Louisville does. I mean, they lead the ACC in passing. So it's just a different offense. They've really bought into running the football. They've got a great offensive line. They've got a great tailback. They've got big tight ends. And Wimbush is just another part of it. And when he does drop back, he's scary, you know. So there's all those different things going on at the same time. It's a different game, though, than, than Louisville because their passing offense is very prolific. You've got strength against strength, that offensive line of Notre Dame and, and your defensive line and, and your guys. So when you look at how big those guys are, NFL players, and then the talent, excuse me, the talent that you have on the defensive line, how do you expect that to go once things get moving on Saturday? Well, that's going to be the battle right there. I mean, they've got four senior O-linemen that are great players. We've got four senior D-linemen and two junior D-linemen that I think are great players, and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in the trenches that's going to determine the outcome of the game. I think the other side of the ball is no different. Our O-line's playing at a high level, and they've got a great rotation on their D-line. They're long, they're active, and they're very sound in what they do. It's going to be an old-school game on the line of scrimmage. Yes, it's going to be one of those snot bubble games, so uh, get, get them on tight. Strap them on tight for this one. Ryan Finley, of course, he was at Boise State. How would you get him to come all the way out to NC State? 
Uh, well, I mean, he looked at several schools, and uh, we were at a situation where we had just lost Jacoby Brissett, and we had a, a quarterback coming back that we felt great about, uh, Jalen McClendon, who's still here and, and we love. Uh, we didn't feel like we had a backup behind Jalen that if Jalen had an injury, we could win with at the time. We needed to develop our younger quarterbacks. and So we were looking for a guy that could come in and either beat Jalen out or be his backup so that we had two real options there. And uh, there were several quarterbacks at the time that were looking around. And so, you know, we did our homework on guys. And obviously Ryan had a, a background already with, with Eli. He visited us and a couple other schools, and it was just a good fit for both parties. Do you use the aura and mystique and all the cliche things that comes with playing at Notre Dame in your preparation for this game? Do you talk about that with your players, or do you have the mentality of, listen, it's a business trip, the field doesn't matter, the place doesn't matter, we got to do what we have to do? Yeah, no, I mean, we'll talk briefly about it, but you know, the thing here is these kids didn't grow up in an era where Notre Dame was a power football team. I mean, they've always been a storied program, and Really, I grew up uh, in that age when Lou Holtz had them rolling. These guys, you know, they grew up thinking about Florida and, and uh, thinking about Clemson, thinking about Florida State, those kind of teams. And we've played well at those stadiums. You know, when we played at Florida State, we played well. Played at Clemson, we've played well. So the environment's not much of a factor when it comes to the guys as far as the mystique. It's more about just the fundamentals, the technique, their eyes, you know, being able to handle crowd noise, which will be a big factor in the game for our offense. Jalen Samuels has been a huge factor for this offense. He is so much fun to to, to view uh, on the football field. Uh, this guy, you use him in so many different ways. I, I mentioned earlier that he's an H-back, he's a tight end, you can hand it off to him. Uh, how has he developed in, in your system? You know, he's a special guy. I mean, he he's developed uh, in so many ways, and as a receiver, he's a tough matchup. He's he's got really good skills when it comes to catching the football, running routes, and getting guys turned around and finding spaces. As a runner, he's just got unique vision. You know, he doesn't require a lot of reps to see what he needs to see, and his football IQ is uncanny. And he can do a lot of things because you don't have to rep him a lot of times to get it done. He just understands the big picture and he can react quickly. Earlier this month, there was some talk about a contract extension, and that's happening. You know, any time that you have a start like this and you're playing that well, that that may happen. Is that it's got to be tough though? Because on one hand, you're like, this is great because a place wants to extend my contract. But on the other hand, you're so focused on the tax task at hand, you're probably thinking, oh, can we wait for this? Uh, what's that like going through that both sides of that? You know, uh, my agents working on that with um, our athletic director and chancellor and that's what we pay them to do so i'm focusing on winning games and letting those guys handle that side of it uh, there's no doubt that uh, i'm excited about the opportunity to be here for a long time my kids love it here my wife loves it here so that'll play itself out and I'm not sure how fast those things can work because i really haven't been dealing with it uh, Dave Doe. Now, am I reading that correct? Uh, that's the nickname, your little inner circle. That's what they call you? What's that? Dave Doe? No, never heard that before. <laughs> never heard that before. Okay. I, I, I was wondering because I hadn't heard it either. So I, I wanted to go straight to and get it from the horse's mouth. I was like, that's, that's a new one. Uh, but maybe you'll be, you'll be rolling in the dough. Uh, if Gio, you're correct about these contract talks. If, when you, the, the final seconds are off that clock Saturday. And you, you stared at another W for NC State. What will you point to as the reason why you won this ball game? 
Uh, turnover margin for sure. Uh, both teams are very good in that area. They're plus 10, we're plus 8. And for us this year, we're undefeated when we're even or better in the turnover margin. I think that's going to be a key to this game, and special teams will have a huge part of it with the field position. Skippy, is that your nickname? I'm, I'm trying to, now I'm trying to figure that out. No. <laughs> coach, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate we appreciate it, coach. Best of luck tomorrow. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Pack. All right, there he goes, Dave Doran. Uh, very intense man with a little sense of humor there. So. Yeah. He's got his game face on. I know. The game is tomorrow. I was I was hoping he'd get like a little bit of a laugh out of that, you know. Nope. Nothing. Nope. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never uh, heard that. Dave Doe? No. No. And then even my joke, he didn't even laugh at that either. No. Skippy. Come hey, on. Call him back and let's just read him some jokes and see if we can get him <laughs> to laugh at all. It'd be a challenge. No. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm seeing your nickname here is Dodo Bird. <laughs> double D, double double D's. No, <laughs> he's right now. He's sitting in his office like those idiots. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots! Don't you ever sit me up on that station again? <laughs> right. You hear me, secretary? I mean, administrative assistant. You know, it's a Friday before a Saturday game. Yeah, right? you know, I'm a game face on. We gotta go take this flight to South Bend. <laughs> We're playing bleeping. Notre Dame. Yeah, and they want to know about nicknames. You're kidding me? Dave Doe. Hey, how'd the interview go, Dave Doe? <laughs> no, don't call me. I just told him it's not my nickname. I'm trying to stop that. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Now I need to know so I can uh, shame that person. I got that from Wikipedia. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why, Brian? Why? They have everything right about my page, so they definitely would have everything right about his, right? <laughs> Dave Doe. You can't. You're smarter than that. I know. Uh, did I ever tell you about that? I uh, I worked with a guy whose preparation was atrocious, and we would fix the we would change the Wikipedia page of the guest like a half hour before the guest came on because no. we knew we knew. That this guy was going to go straight to Wikipedia during the interview and then just start rolling with stuff like that. <laughs> so there were several times that we put in fake stuff. My favorite was Tommy Davidson came in. Yep. Of In Living Color. <laughs> yes. So I knew what was going to get this guy. Like I knew the thing that we could write in there that he would go right to. So <laughs> we put in there that Tommy Davidson got his start in show business by being a key grip on the movie Caddyshack. And Rodney Dangerfield took him under his wing. So he just goes into this whole thing, the co-host. He's like, you know, I uh, I love backstories. I really do. I'm always interested in you know, where you come from and how you got into things. And I saw, I read that you were a key grip on Caddyshack. And Rodney Dangerfield, of all people, took you under his wing. And he goes... No, not at all. I never heard that before in my life. He's like, really? He's like, well, where did I? Well, I mean, I I guess I read that wrong. Well, <laughs> like Dave Doe. Yeah, like <laughs> Dave Doe. So maybe that was me who put that in there. Uh, maybe you did. <laughs> Glad no. I knew something about the team. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't. I wouldn't do that with you because I figured you'd never go to Wikipedia. Why would you go to Wikipedia? Uh, you just find out where people are from. 
That's true. I guess yeah. you can get that in there. Age. I go to Wikipedia for ages. No, you go. See, Here's Dave Dorn, who's 115 years old. Yeah. How he, do you keep doing it? Knew he had been at Wisconsin. <laughs> Is it Ginkgo Biloba? <laughs> knew he'd gone to Northern Illinois, <laughs> and then he'd gone to NC State. <laughs> Dave. What's up, Doe? Well, hey, Dave Doe. <laughs> no. It's who Dave No, maybe, mm. but not Dave Doe. CBS Sports Radio Wikipedia. Key people. Pete Bellotti. All-knowing guru, CBS Radio. <laughs> no Eric way. Spitz, Chris Olivero, people on. <laughs> it does say that on It there. does not. Yeah, we've talked about that before. It does. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So, Wikipedia, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. All right. Come back with it. we got to make a promo out of that. <laughs> I'm seeing here that. <laughs> Any truth to the rumor your nickname is Day Doe? No. <laughs> Never heard that. Coming up next, <laughs> Coop and Calhoun. Oh! Are they in a better mood than David Doran? We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. PK, Malcolm, Subban? Mm-hmm. No. Malcolm's his brother his plays are... goalie for the Vegas team. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Oh, hell, going to Vegas. <laughs> We're going to Vegas. It's just for the black goalie, nothing yes. else? <laughs> Yeah. That's it. No. <laughs> get off the plane. I'm going to go hang out with Skippy. I'm here for the black goalie. <laughs> yeah, right. Take me to like, get in the cab. Where do you want to go? Caesar's Palace. We can go to the marijuana dispensary. We can go to the strip club. No, just here for the black goalie. <laughs> Where's the brother goalie? <laughs> Take me to him. <laughs> the Brogo. The Brogo. <laughs> See, that's a nickname. Brogo. That's a nickname. Uh, this is what's great about this. It makes it even better. Is Brian got that off of Wikipedia. And if you read the line on Wikipedia for Dave Doe, he is known by Dave Doe in small and admiring circles mm-hmm. because he is an extremely money ball coach. No. <laughs> Welcome back to the Better Man Show. Stay away from Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be a better man. No joke. No. (laughs) That was remarkable. That really was. Oh, well, uh, by the way, I'm still picking Notre Dame. (laughs) 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 After all of that, I definitely am going to go with it. I just got to figure out which pick I'm going to swap out. You'll be rolling in the dough. (laughs) Only you. Only you, the contortionist That's that you right. are, can yes. find your I way out of that one. I can change direction. Yes. <laughs> Unlike Kiko Alonso yeah, when exactly. he had plenty of time to do something. Yeah, no, right. he did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to sneak that in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Bokish is here. Did we call you Andrew Bo? Yeah. <laughs> they do small, now. Small and admiring circles at Fordham. <laughs> uh, well, now you guys are in good moods. and. <laughs> Like each other again. Let's go back to Kiko Alonso's controversial hit on Joe Flacco in the second quarter of Thursday Night Football. Maybe we can all agree with linebacker C.J. Mosley that the hit pulled the Ravens together. Our quarterback went down, and you know the whole team took it personal. You know we was all right there on the sideline, and that's just that's just how we are. We're a real, real family. That's our quarterback, and you know that that really set the tone for the rest of the game. Flacco did not return, diagnosed with a concussion and needing stitches for a cut to his left ear. Mosley and Jimmy Smith returned Matt Moore interceptions in the second half for touchdowns to complete the blowout of Miami, the forty nothing final 
ends the Finns' three-game winning streak. Ryan Mallett threw for a touchdown relief of Flacco. Alex Collins ran for 113 yards. Veteran wideout Anquan Bolden apparently wants to play again after leaving the Bills in August, two weeks after signing to focus on social activism. Buffalo has given Bolden's agent permission to find a trade. The Browns are not bringing rookie defensive end Miles Garrett to London to play the Vikings Sunday. April's number one pick suffered a concussion last weekend. College football, number 20, Stanford scored with 20 seconds left to win at Oregon State, 15-14. The nation's leading rusher, Bryce Love, did not play for Stanford with an ankle injury. The Milwaukee Bucks hosted the Celtics last night in their original home, the Mecca, as part of their 50th anniversary celebration Boston ruined the night. Bounce pass, Kyrie Irving gets it back. Al Horford, two-man game, left side of the floor. Kyrie against Brockton, shakes him off. Spin move. Henson waiting for him as he drives baseline. Little no-look shovel out to Horford for three. Got it at the shot clock buzzer. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, Celtics Radio. Al Horford putting, putting the finishing touches on a 27-point night and a 96-89 victory. Blake Griffin's three at the buzzer. Got the Clippers out of Portland with a 104-103 win. The Bulls beat the Hawks 91-86 for their first victory of the season. And the Pelicans rallied past the Kings, 114-106. 41 points and 23 rebounds from DeMarcus Cousins in his return to Sacramento. Off the floor, Mikey B has a new master. Chinese businessman Joseph Tsai reportedly buying 49% of the Nets with the option to buy the majority share from Mikhail Prokhorov a few years down the road. The World Series now in Houston. Game three for the Astros and Dodgers at 8.20 Eastern tonight. MLB has moved the remaining start times back to then, presumably to allow fans to get to their stadiums or to a TV or radio, especially with L.A. three hours behind the cool folks here on the East Coast. And let's do some soccer. MLS knockout round. Columbus survived Atlanta in penalty kicks. Then the Houston Dynamo beat Sporting Kansas City one nothing, boys. Thanks, Bogish. This game preview brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. If your weekends are reserved for football, then you should be watching the games at B-Dubs where all the fans are there for the same reason, to watch sports. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports, 49, 49ers and Eagles, not 49ers. 49ers and Eagles Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern from the link in Philadelphia. 49ers 0-7. That's right. Big old goose egg in the win column. Eagles 6-1. and Probably the bell cow of the NFC right now. Not probably they are. They've won five straight wins. It's the first Eagles quarterback since 1950 to throw 17 or more TDs and no more than four interceptions through the first seven games of the season. So I've been Norm Ben Brocklin back in the 50s. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. So Bogish mentioned the Kyrie Irving Mecca court thing that happened yeah, last night. That was so, cool. Let's throw back court. Right. So Kyrie, I, I don't know if he's serious because he might just be next level messing with us because he is a smart guy. And I don't know if he was serious about the flat earth thing. He was just messing with us there too. So last night before the game, he's acting as if they brought back the – old court, like the whole old right, court, right. and put it out there as a, as opposed yeah. to painting and, and, it. And Bob Lanier and Sidney Moncrief brought right. all those guys back. Yeah, so I don't – so listen to this. Now, when you watch it, it's the same thing sort of like with the Steve Smith thing. Like when you watch it, there's like a little bit of a smirk on his face when he's saying this, but not enough to really give it away. But listen to Kyrie talk about this, this court before the game started, thinking that it was actually the court – from decades ago. 
I'm all about safety, so um, see how it is on my knees, see how it is on everyone's bodies. I know that this is a pretty older court. Um, looks like it's fresh painted as well. So uh, I'm just going to do my assessment and go from there. It's a new court. Yeah. Yeah. It took me three steps to realize that this is not the same NBA court that I'm used to playing on. So we'll see what's up. <laughs> so someone said it's a new court. They just painted it that way. And he said, no. Took me three steps to realize that <clears throat> it was not the same court. Some of us know our bodies, and some of us know our basketball courts. And uh, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, I mean, is I, it's it got to be in a NBA regulated and, and meet all the the stipulations that the other courts meet. So yeah, he just can't the pay job that is different. Dumb. There's no way he's that dumb. He's playing us, and this is I would I would think so. I would think so because that would be. It'd be just too ridiculous. Now, after the game, this is what he said. I know I had uh, some thoughts about the floor before the game that I guess was turned into a big deal. Um, you know, so it was good to see their new home floor. Is that a new home floor? Um, the Mecca? or the one-time. You know, I'm glad I was part of that historic event. Um, you know, it was a... It was great to see um, the intimacy of, of those of those seats out there, as well as the fans kind of being right on top of us. I enjoy um, environments like that. Um, you know, prior to shoot around, I had my thoughts, but after I did my own assessment, it was definitely um, a great thing to be out there on that floor. So now, what do you think? Uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> a, a, a much much ado about nothing is what I think. No, I, I know, of course, but Gosh. I mean, like, does he? <laughs> I need to know if he really believed that they would be that. It would someone would pull a court out of storage. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, when was the from last the, time they used the Mecca court? It was it had like to have been the seventies. Eighty eight was 80s? the last time. Yeah. So wow, sixty eight to eighty eight. They just been had it at the the storage <laughs> facility, <laughs> waiting to have he, a game like this to commemorate it. But the stuff that he said afterwards made me think that he really did believe that at some point and then got convinced otherwise. I don't know. He's a he's an odd dude. Mm. He's an odd dude. But keep balling, Kyrie. It's all yeah, man. matters. Keep doing yeah. Right. <laughs> keep Whoa. doing you, whatever you is. Yeah, that's strange. All right. Uh, time for Coop and Calhoun, which has turned into just Coop. Is Calhoun on this at all, Mike, or is he just totally? You might hear him laughing in the background. Okay. Ah. He, he refuses to do picks. He's now. a backup figure. No more picks for him? He's done. He's done. Did you try to ask him this time? I you just did. avoided him. No, I asked him again. I'll ask him every week. I don't care. And he's, well, his picks were just, he picked one team and said, all the way. All the way. All the way. So, which is sort of great. So we need to get him back to doing the picks. All right. We'll give him a couple bucks. How about that? I'll give him $5 okay. to do the picks. You give him five bucks? I'm just keeping the money. Yeah. I'll get to deliver it myself. To Calhoun. It's all the way. I'm going to say, here you go, home. <laughs> here your money, home. You didn't hear that, home. All right, so this is <laughs> Coop. If you haven't heard this before, Coop and Calhoun are the two security guards that work in the very early morning when we come to work. Coop is actually the security guy. Calhoun is the fire marshal. And they're very interesting hmm. dudes. We love them, and we have make football picks every week. So, uh, once again, here is Mikey B with Coop to make some picks. 49ers at Eagles. Eagles favored by 13 points at home. Eagle. Why the Eagle? Man, Eagle. What, they're four and uh, five and one? Oh. Uh, six and one. 
Eagles got Eagles got a good team. They're mm-hmm. pretty good. Forty nine ain't doing enough this year. They got a bad team. Chargers at Patriots. Pats favored by seven and a half. Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. Why? You can ask me why. <laughs> when, I, when I pick a team, I think it's a better team. <laughs> Chicago at New Orleans. Saints favored by nine. No why. <laughs> New Orleans. How so? <laughs> <laughs> Is it playing home? <laughs> and finally, any update on Calhoun and Amy? Calhoun. Getting married pretty soon. He can ask out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> hey, ask me about it. Oh, you know, you into baseball. Who do you like to win the World Series? Dodger. He hates the letter S, apparently. Unless it's, <laughs> Dodger? Unless it's the... That last, he sounded like the Joker, man. I know. <laughs> Jack Nichols. Mike, have you ever used a microphone before? I mean, Never used a micro- microphone through my iPhone. I mean, what was that, man? Like, we went to this different system to be able to get better audio. And then you... <laughs> 49ers at Eagles. Eagles favored by 13 points at home. <laughs> I figured out after the first question. I adjusted it. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Did you have headphones? Did not. Well, that's what you got to do. You put Why the, the eagle? <laughs> you got to put the, you got to put the headphones in, and then hear how it sounds, and then you know it's Calhoun is better. Like I mean, Coop rather. Coop sounds better, but you sound worse now. Who do you like to win the World Series? <laughs> He's pumping it up. <laughs> Why the eagle? How so? Eagles, Eagles favored by 13 points at home. And Mike told me it was 100% better. Oh, it's a lot better. <laughs> I mean, there's less echo. I think we... it sounds a lot better. Well, Coop sounds better. You sound 100% worse. <laughs> I mean, 100% better. The World Series. Play the World Series one again. I think that was probably the worst one, which was at the end. Who do you like to win the World Series? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you like to win the World Series? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Quit asking me why. Dodger. Because they're a better team. Dodger. (laughs) Dodger. Charger. <laughs> it's just one of them. Eagle, <laughs> eagle, yeah, right. fly eagle, eagle, charger, dodge. Why? No, that is like a Halloween laugh, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that Calhoun That's is scary. gonna Calhoun is gonna ask out Amy Lawrence of After Hours. Got a crush on her. Don't wait. All the way. Oh man! And then, um, then, then a marriage soon after that. Apparently, so <laughs> so says Coop. Nope. <laughs> Those guys are. I mean, they're so bad at their jobs. They're just sitting there, hitting on employees and laughing. They're just. Terrible. He had to hit on her, has he? I, well, no, I'm gonna talk. Why? 
I'm about to talk to him. Cow. Who? Hey, who? Don't do it to yourself, dog. Uh, yeah, you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Play that laugh again, man. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why? Why? <laughs> All right, we got our picks up next, and it's Brian's music, so he's very happy. Oh, and I won last week. It's closer than it's ever been, these picks. Why? <laughs> you know, I was bragging a couple weeks ago, uh-huh, now look. Yeah, you're right. What you going to do now? You dropped your gun when you came through the window. Well, not quite yet. I'm still mm-hmm. in the lead. You so. still dropped your gun. Yeah, I don't respond well to trash no. talk. I just usually let it roll right <laughs> off me. So you can keep trash talking, but it doesn't usually affect me. <laughs> Our picks are next. Keep right here. <laughs> Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by Rally Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Taylor in Texas who says, what will the World Series tally be when you guys return to the air on Monday? If you need auto parts but can't get to the store Mm. just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I'm going to say 3-2 Astros. Where are you going? Where are you going? Get a paper towel. Dropping water on my surface. Okay? I go and look over to you. I say 3-2 Astros, and then you're standing up walking away from the microphone. Uh-oh. I'm making a mess. Oh, that thing's bugging out now. Can't get the surface wet. You bug, it's bugging out now, and things done. <laughs> no. All right, anyway, 3-2 three, Astros. 3-2 three, Astros. I'm going to say affirmative. Okay. I agree. All right. Yeah. All right, we're I, I think they that. get two out of three at home, uh, if not win it all at home. But, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, time for our picks this week. Last week, Brian, he beat me. He beat me. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have that great of a week, but I had such a terrible week. Now, Brian went 3-3 three and three last week. He gets the music this week. Brian on the year is 21-19-2. I'm 22-20 with my worst week of the season, 1-5. and five. Just brutal. So I'm only up a game on Brian because we go with wins. That's really what we go with. So 22-20, and 20, uh, I'm up one win. On Brian. So let's see if we can get this thing going in the right direction this week with his college picks first, Brian Jones. Let's go. Nebraska at Purdue. Can you believe Nebraska's an underdog? This was my upset pick of the week on Inside College Football Tuesday, and I am going to take Nebraska here plus four and a half at Purdue. They're coming off a bye. And Mike Riley, if you lose to Purdue, even though Purdue is playing much better under Jeff Brom, they were just. Beaten by Rutgers. If you lose to Purdue, you can start packing, dog. You are out of there at Nebraska. You may already be out of there. Who knows? Uh, Wazoo, Washington State at Arizona. Arizona's been kicking butt. This new quarterback, Khalil Tate, he's been lighting up the scoreboard. He's so electric. 76-yard touchdown run a week ago there versus Cal. They end up winning that game in overtime. But Wazoo, after losing at Cal... 28 nothing. They scorched Colorado last week. Gave up nine sacks versus Cal. Only two last week. 
versus Colorado, still way too many. But I think they have more than enough offense to take on Arizona. Arizona has a bunch of young guys on that defensive side of the ball, and Washington State will win that one. Minus three, Wazoo. Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Mississippi State is favorite in this game. Are you kidding me? Have you not been watching the Aggies? They won in the swamp. The swamp a couple weekends ago. A&M is going to win this ball game. I'm taking the Aggies at home, plus one and a half. Kellen Mond is growing like leaps and bounds at the quarterback position. The true freshman, he had more than enough weapons in the wide receiver room. And that defense finally looking like a John Chavis defense. I'm going to start with the world's greatest cocktail party. Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what it's called. All right. Yeah, I'm world's glad you got biggest the or world's greatest. Yeah. World's biggest, biggest, greatest. Either yeah. one. You're well, not supposed one. to say it anymore. Oh, really? We're not allowed to say it. No. I'm not allowed to say it? No, we're not on television side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can say it here. Yeah. It's the world's biggest and greatest cocktail can party. Can I say it with you? Go ahead. The world's biggest cocktail party. Yes. Yeah. Georgia traveling Ooh. to Florida. Georgia minus 14. Yes, that is a big number in a rivalry game. Normally, I would stay away from it. But Georgia, every time I've picked them, they've done it for me. And they've covered and they've won because they're that damn good. And Jake Fromm doesn't get asked to do a lot. But every week, the guy's getting better. And I just see this offense dominating so much, putting up a ton of points, even with Florida's defense that could be stout in this game. And all you need, in my opinion, to cover that number is to score 14 points because I think Georgia is going to shut them out. Mm -hmm. So give me that 14, Georgia minus 14 on the road at Florida. Oh, this is a tough one. I was going back and forth. I don't know what to do with this, but I'm taking Penn State plus seven at Ohio State. We talked about this game earlier, and it's to me about this Penn State team and how they are playing right now with the defense. It's about that defense. JT Barrett had those struggles early on in the year. We didn't know exactly who he was, what he wanted to do. He was feasting on some lesser opponents. Now he gets a real defense. I think you see some of those struggles come back, and it's all about Saquon Barkley. This guy is going to put up another unbelievable Heisman-like performance in the biggest game of the year. Plus seven sounds good to me. Penn State plus seven at Ohio State. And, yes, I'm sorry, Notre Dame fans. I got a couple of them tweeting me. Don't pick them. Notre Dame <laughs> minus seven and a half at home to NC State. What they did on the ground last week. I know NC State's defensive line is amazing. They're going to do it again. It's seven and a half. He got that hook. I don't like that. But with the competition that we've seen from NC State, they've been squeaking by a little bit here or there. Wanted them to play better. Notre Dame's going to have another flex their muscle, muscles day at home. Muff of a day at home. Flex that muffet. Yeah. Nah. Uh, Notre Dame minus seven and a half at home. You done, dog? NFL, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. Both of these teams need a victory like is nobody's business. I'm going to take Tampa Bay at home, though, minus two and a half. Now, Carolina, they haven't had an interception since week one. That is a long time to go without it. But they're one of the best, though, in terms of limiting the yardage and also sacks. So, Jameis Winston, feet don't fail me now. Get the ball to those playmakers, man. Deshaun Jackson. You got Doug Martin back at the running back position. O.J. Howard, tight end. Use him. Big Mike Evans in that defense. Levante David has been balling. I think it's Two, three forced fumbles in the last two ball games. So keep doing that. I'm taking Tampa Bay at home. My Cowboys at Washington. Cowboys minus one and a half. 
Washington, they've got some attrition on that offensive line. I think Demarcus Lawrence, who leads the league currently in sacks, nine and a half sacks, he could have at least two or three sacks going up against this this difficult at times when they're at full strength offensive line, but they're not at full strength. So he's going to have a well of a game, and some other receivers are going to have to step up. Josh Norman's probably still out dealing with that rib injury. Others guys have to step up at the wide receiver position if he's in the ballgame because you know he's going to be on dead. Terrence Williams, please do something other than celebrate first downs. All right, Minnesota, Geo's Minnesota Vikings. They're across the pond in London taking on Cleveland. They have O-line issues. I mentioned earlier, Joe Thomas, of course, is out. Now Deshaun Kaiser is back back at the helm in, in the quarterback position. I'm taking Minnesota, though, with that defense where they can get out the quarterbacks. Love the way Everson Griffin Gets after them. I love Eric Kendrick at the middle linebacker position. That's secondary. They have everything you need to make this first-year quarterback have fits, no matter if he's playing in Cleveland or in London. The Vikings, minus nine and a half. Ooh, good luck with that. All right, we're going head-to-head in the game, and I am taking the Carolina Panthers plus two at Tampa. I've been so unimpressed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is just classic cam last time we saw him get angry in a press conference he went off the next day i think it happens again because this tampa bay secondary is the worst it's the worst in football and i think you're going to see cam to kelvin benjamin about a thousand times in this game then that passing offense is going to look really good cam gets back on track and they go to tampa and win the game chargers traveling all the way across country it's an early game at new england could this be the end of that losing streak maybe but I think this game is close. I think if New England wins it, it's going to be by a field goal or by four. And I see Chargers plus seven and a half with the way that they're going to run the ball with Melvin Gordon. I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to make a lot of mistakes. I think that defense now with Joey Bosa, who is a beast, they are going to get at Melvin Ingram too. They're going to get after. We'll get after Tom Brady like we saw earlier in the season. Keep this game close. Chargers plus seven and a half at New England. And the game I'm keeping an eye on, I really am excited for this one. Deshaun Watson going to Seattle. Give me Houston plus five and a half. I just think that the Seattle team, man, they're just they're close to being really good again, but they're just not right now. They're not. You mentioned Dwayne Brown coming back and playing left tackle. In that place, it's perfect time for that, giving Deshaun even more weapons and an easier uh, deal for him in a very hostile environment. Give me the Houston Texans. I think their defense will be good enough to stop that Seattle offense. Houston plus five and a half at Seattle. All right. Brian has the Better Man Show debut on Sunday. Sunday. CBS in the New York area. CBS in the New York area. You can go to bettermanshow.com. Brian also, it will be on TV on CBS on Saturday. Georgia, Florida. The world's biggest, greatest cocktail party. (laughs) Oh, what time? Are you doing an hour or Uh, a half? Three o'clock. Okay. 3 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 3 o'clock Eastern time. So tune in before you watch all those great games. Absolutely. We always do for you. Thank you. Thanks to Appreciate it. Dave Doran, even though he was angry. Thanks, Dave Doe. Mikey B, Petey Meets, Bogish, <laughs> and Billy Jockey Lone. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. Gio and Jones right here on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.